How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? Folks, massive day. Massive, massive day in the Sun Conference. Back in my old stomping grounds in Mizzou, the Show Me State, Kansas City, Missouri, Southeastern Fire, St. Thomas Bobcats. They both got their around the 16 matchups ready to rock and roll. Three o'clock tip off. I've got two great interviews for y'all. Um, probably a little bit shorter than uh, usual. I kept things uh, very focused on the, the just about the games and a little bit about uh, Southeastern and St. Thomas basketball. But like I said, two great interviews, Sean Shore and Riley Minix uh, from Southeastern. Riley, I uh, forgot to mention, hey, my man, you're, uh, you're only the second guy joining uh, uh, another uh, Southeastern Fire legend, Brian Fuentes, as a recurring guest. So pretty cool there. Uh, again, I had Riley on a while back. Uh, you could scroll through the podcast episodes, had him on. We go, we went a lot more in depth about him and his playing and everything. If you want to go check that one out as well, then also welcome, uh, welcome on great friend, great guy, uh, Fred Mulba point guard for St. Thomas. We talked for a little bit as well. So yeah, two great interviews. I'm not really going to do a weekend recap here. Uh, the, the big thing was Southeastern softball. Uh, they, they're back, like I said, uh, last ep- episode. You know, if y'all followed on NAISB or on Suncast, y'all have seen everything. I feel like the social medias will kind of take care of weekend recaps for the most part, unless there's anything crazy I need to say. But obviously right now there's 16 teams left in men's basketball and two of them are in the Sun Conference. And – Folks, that's no small feat. That that's no small feat. Not not many conferences get to say that. And for the Sun Conference, y'all know we're not a basketball conference. We're just not. That's not what we're known for. It's not what we're known as. But the guys that I talked to and the, these two teams, they're changing that. You know why? Because we're an everything conference. We are an everything conference in the NAI. Period. And basketball's no different. We're on the come up in basketball. Had a great conversation with these three gentlemen. I'm not going to talk anymore. I'm going to send it over to myself, Sean Shore, Riley Minix, and immediately after it'll be myself and Fred Mulba. So go fire, go Bobcats, go win this afternoon, boys. All right, we welcome on two very special guests, the two guys that are champions of the Sun Conference at both the regular season this year and in the conference tournament. So you guys have represented our conference very well so far and through two rounds of the men's championships. And tomorrow they are taking on the Ottawa Spirit, Sean Shore and Riley Menix. Guys, how y'all doing tonight? Not too bad. How you doing? Doing well. Like, like I said earlier, well, I'm just so excited. You know, you know, during, during the regular season, I'm able to keep my nerves calm and it's whatever. Y'all, y'all, if y'all lose a non-conference game, it's whatever. And then the conference games, they are what they are, but we kick it up a notch when we get into conference tournament. And then we get into opening round. And as y'all know, Sun Conference is not exactly considered a basketball school, but I think it's safe to say y'all and y'all's good friends uh, down in Miami Gardens, they've changed that a little bit. Uh, I want to start start both of y'all, whoever wants to answer first, I want to hear from both of y'all. Just talk about the, the, the Montgomery Regional and how y'all felt and just what was the team's mentality in, in Montgomery uh, taking down Faulkner? You go. Uh, I would say from a team mentality, uh, it was defense. Like, that's our key goal. It's been our key goal as we went on this winning streak. Like, if we play good defense, we feel like we're a really good team. 
So that's been like our main goal throughout this whole, even in Alabama, this whole trip so far. Yeah, we're just going off of that. Like our backs have been against the wall for almost half the season now. Like we started off pretty rough, but now like we're playing at the top of our game and we're just really feeding off of each other, like playing together, like doing everything for each other. And our defense has definitely been a big part of that. Yeah, y'all went through that uh, that stretch at the big, at the turn of the year, really. Y'all, quite frankly, you got blown out against Faulkner. You lost a close one to Talladega. Uh, you got blown out again by uh, St. Thomas and the close one to Florida College. And y'all look up and y'all are kind of like, we lose a couple more games here. We're going to be – it's either win the Sun Conference tournament or there's no shot of us uh, in, in conference play. What was it uh, around then that really changed y'all and really turned y'all's y'all season around? I would just say that exactly like our record was not good enough to make the national tournament. We we've been playing with our back against the wall this whole time. Like we had no more room for error. We couldn't lose any more games. Like we had to plant our foot in the ground and turn the other way. We had to start making a change. And that came just because all of us, we were too like we're too not not to say this in a bad way, but we have too much ego to just let ourselves die. We yeah. can't just give up on the season. We're we're ready to fight. We're ready to do whatever whatever it takes to win games and make it this far. And we have, and we're ready to keep going. Absolutely, Sean. You agree with that, man? Yeah, I mean, I that you put it perfectly. I don't really have anything else to add. <laughs> Sean, I do have uh, a question. It's something that uh, I, I've heard uh, from, from a couple of my friends on different teams uh, around campus and something I saw from my own eyes, especially against Weber. Seemed like every now and then you uh, you might like to talk a little bit during games and maybe get into the opponents or maybe more specifically the opponent fan skin. Is that kind of part of your game? Am I, am I on the right track there? Yeah, a little something like that. You're definitely on the right track. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know something uh, about y'all, and, and and I'll admit it. When I when I first got in, into co- covering basketball this year, real Riley, you were the the interview that I had that was like, okay, we're moving into basketball season. And I started looking, and of course, at first, when you, you look at y'all's team, it's it seems like it's Riley Minix. And I mean, it, granted, Riley, you are w- one of the t- you're shaking your head, but you are one of the top players in the country. I mean, w- whether you want to believe it or not, but. Uh, that's the surface level of Southeastern basketball. That's what people who don't really watch y'all, y'all's games. They just look at the stats and they realize, they realize, oh, okay, it's Riley Minix. No, no, no. What I've been seeing when I've been watching, teams have started to adjust. And it seems like when teams have started to adjust, the rest of the team has really picked it up. You know, guys like Sean, Reggie, Josh. Uh, I mean, uh, Sean, can you just talk a little bit, you know, like – being a teammate teammate that helps pick him up and Riley, can you just talk about the, the guys around you as well? Yeah. Um definitely like you were saying, like on paper, like let me tell about yeah. that. On paper, it may not look like we have very much else, but we definitely do. And there's a couple of names that definitely go unmentioned. For example, we have Riley Maddox, graduate student captain. His stats on defense don't get noticed, but he is one of the best defenders I've ever seen and I've ever played with. And it's just incredible. And just some of the other players like Josh and Reggie, like you mentioned, like they know how to move the ball. Like we we know how to work well with each other. And even Jalen Mole, like he's really stepped up lately. He's been having huge games for us. And he's one of the main reasons I feel like we've been winning a lot of these games. Absolutely. And Riley, I mean, I'm sure you, 
that if, if it were just you, y'all obviously wouldn't be here. I mean, you just talk about some of the guys that have, uh, you know, elevated your game and elevated Southeastern basketball. Yeah, I would say uh, a lot of people from the outside looking in don't really know our team. They don't know what goes into everything we've done, all the practices, all the workouts, shootings, everything that goes into it. They just see the stats. And, yeah, it's Riley Minix, but, like, I I don't care for that. Like, I love these guys. They do everything to win ball games, and we're just leaving it all out there. And comes from Sean. Like, there's there's times in the game, like, I'm pointing at Coach, like, I need him in the ball game because I trust <laughs> these guys. Like, Sean Shore, Riley Maddox, as he was saying, like, these are two of them. Like, if there was a hustle word award in the Sun Conference, them boys would be number one and number two. Like, they leave it all out there every game. And it comes from them, Reggie coming off the bench, like, putting his ego to the side to step in and, like, hit clutch buckets. And then yeah. Jalen Moore, like, figuring it out his first year with SEU. Like, he, he came in, had a rough start, but now he's trying to figure things out. And then Joshie as a point guard, a younger a younger guard coming in. He's he's really starting to mature and, like – Grown a lot. Yeah, grown and has given our team a path to figure it out. And then we got AJ coming off the bench. There's so many more down the line. Our team, one through 16, 17, we got a lot of guys. But, like, we're all engaged and we're all ready to fight. And, like – it, it means way more to me to see like this whole team thrive than anything else. Absolutely. You know, pe people have asked me uh, about you and like guys who don't know anything, like some of my Weber football guys when I go up, because some, some I don't think a lot of people uh, understand is like, first and foremost, I'm a fan. Like I'm just genuinely a, a fan of you guys and other teams and the conference and straight up. I'm a nerd. I'm a, sp I'm a sports nerd classroom. But, for sports, I, I am a nerd. I'll get to talking about uh, Riley Minnick stats. And someone will ask, oh, why hasn't why isn't he at a D1 or this, that, and the other? I said, guys, what you don't understand, this guy right here, he truly loves Southeastern. He loves Southeastern. He loves Southeastern basketball. Can y'all can just talk about, like, y'all's feelings and what y'all feel for, I mean, that logo right there on y'all's chest? Yeah, I would just say coming here, like, this is the school, the team, the community that has brought me in like I didn't have anything coming out of high school but like this whole brotherhood that we have going it means everything like they gave me their loyalty now I give it to them like I, I love these boys and I love this community and everything that comes with it and I would just say like I'm ready to keep it going this this school has given me a lot and I and I feel like I owe it back to them and I'm I'm doing just that and I owe these guys everything we do the same workouts we're we're together 24 seven. Like we love each other and we're, we're there for each other at all times. Yeah, absolutely. Sean, I mean, what are your feelings, your thoughts about Southeastern? Yeah, definitely. Like Riley said, like this was really like my only opportunity to come play college basketball. I had a couple other ones, but nothing like Southeastern. And I feel like it's really like built off culture. And I feel like our previous head coach, coach Lubbers definitely helped build that a lot. Then I feel like the role coach Lee came into play. Uh, he's definitely ramped it up and continued that path and culture that we started. Like you said, I mean, uh, Coach Lubbers, he built the program. He built that culture, uh, brought uh, b both of you, you guys in. But Coach Lee, he stepped up from that head assistant role to uh, being the head coach. He just, I mean, that, first off, I mean, just a first-year coach, whether he's been with the program or not, being able to take it to a whole new height is incredibly impressive. You just – both talk about Coach Lee and what he's done to help elevate y'all this season. 
Yeah, I would I would definitely say going back, Coach Lovers has definitely laid the foundation for us. But then going off of that, Coach Lee has just kept us going, kept us on track. There's been a lot of things like a lot of things that you guys don't see, like our academics are higher than they've ever been. That's another thing. Like this culture and community that we've built, like it just keeps going. And every day in practice, we it's that time of year. Like it's it's do or die time. And we're coming together and we're we're leaving it all out there every day and just building off each other, learning from each other, loving each other, doing everything for each other. So absolutely. And Sean. Yeah. Um, I would just say that like he was saying, like with lovers, but then just not only Coach Lee, he came in and he was just a real stickler with things and made sure we got things done. Everything was done properly. And he really embraced the student athlete part that we're a student first and then an athlete. Yeah. That's something I have to realize first too. Like I, like if it were my option, all I would do would be broadcast Weber athletics and talk about the Sun conference. <laughs> I have to do the whole student athlete and then all the other extracurricular yeah. activities. But guys, let's talk a little bit uh, about Ottawa. They're led by their, their point guard and their, their big time, their six, eight forward, uh, Josiah De La Serta, And then their point guard, like I said, Keyshawn Bruner, uh, can you just talk about those two and like how y'all are preparing to take on a, a, arguably one of the top uh, duos in the country this uh, or tomorrow, or I guess today when it uh, when the episode comes out? Yeah, we so we just watched film today, and like those are two big pieces that they go through a lot. They have a couple others, but point guard's a lefty. He likes to drive. He's physical, and then he can also shoot it from outside. So he's trying to play both sides of that. And then the big man is very Jokic type. Not not gonna beat you with his speed, but he can shoot it outside. He's very fundamental in the in the post. Has great footwork. So trying to balance those two, and then also take away their other pieces. Like it's gonna be difficult. It's national tournament time, but like we're prepared for it. We're ready to fight and do whatever it takes. Yeah. yeah uh... I would just say they're two very talented players. Their whole team is very talented, well-coached. They know what they're doing. But um, I feel like we're ready. Uh, Coach Lee got us ready. We're ready. We've been fighting for our lives. We've been saying these past 15 weeks had our backs against the wall. So just coming out with that mindset, still fighting for our lives, and should be a good one. Absolutely. Uh, guys, I don't I don't want to keep you all uh, too much longer. Like I said at the beginning, I uh, want to talk with you all a little bit, uh, just talk about – uh the y'all season and obviously Ottawa we, we've done that but I I do do want to say uh just th thank both of y'all for uh you know for being being very supportive uh, of Suncast and and everything uh and before before we wrap this up I know obviously y'all are going to take this one game at a time you have to you, you have to take this thing one game at a time one possession at a time but I mean have y'all thought about at all the feelings that might go through y'all's head if y'all end up do bringing that red banner back to Lakeland, Florida? I mean, at the end of the day, we're human. Everybody has those thoughts. Like, yeah, we that's what we've been dreaming about since we were little kids. Like, yeah, that's what we want. And we know that's the end goal. But like you're saying, like taking it one game at a time, because if you don't, you can look past somebody and then mm -hmm. they take you out. So, yeah, we're ready for it. And we can't wait. But one game at a time, we're focused and we're and we're gonna fight. Yes, sir. And Sean. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, that's been our goal since day one. We set goals in the beginning of the year, and that was our goal. So 
that would obviously be great. But like we were saying, it's one game at a time, one quarter at a time, one half at a time, and uh, just taking it slowly. But should be good. Well, guys, like I said, no, y'all have already represented this conference well. Uh, we're all so proud of you uh, back here, even uh, you know Weber folk that uh, you know not too long ago y'all were uh, or Sean, you more specifically talking a little trash with uh, in, in the furnace. All love, of course, but you know we all we're all really proud of y'all. You know, once we get into NAI tournament time. Uh, th this conference really does come together. That's what I've seen uh, covering it the past year or so. It's no different here. We're rooting for y'all, rooting for St. Thomas. Uh, not, I haven't taken a look at the bracket. Um, if things were to go very well, when would y'all uh, match up with them? Do you know? The final, final four. four. That would be a final four. If that happens, I might have to. I might have to make a phone call or a drive. I, yeah, I, I, you I, have I, to I, get out I, here. I, I, have I have to fly out. Yeah, I, well, we'll see. We'll see if we can get uh, something to work. No student-athlete thing, uh, that's, that's got to come first. But yeah. I think we could uh, work something out for an All-Stun Conference Final Four matchup. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, but, guys, uh, if, if you have anything else, uh, go ahead. If not, uh, we'll let you guys uh, get ready for tomorrow. I just want to uh, say appreciate you, like, all the coverage, all the media. Like, you put in a lot of work, and it's really helped, like, expand. And I know you're trying to expand your – company i just saw your instagram post tonight and yep. i like you're taking it in the right direction you're doing a great job like putting all this time in so i just want to say thank you i appreciate it. i actually just got off the phone right before this with the guy that might be coming on we'll save the details but uh yeah man it's it's what it's all about i started this thing a year ago this coming up saturday uh will be the one one year anniversary of it and it actually works out we got number six weber taking on number one southeastern baseball Oh yeah, uh, y'all know I love my son of conference baseball. I'll be there. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there in Lakeland. Then, uh, you know, when I started it a year ago, it was for guys like you. It was for the athletes in this conference that have been working their tail off to get in, uh, get where y'all are now, or just the work they put in to get to their university. Um, I feel like we've been pretty consistent in doing that, and for the foreseeable future, that's what we plan on doing, baby. Yeah, I just got one more thing. Yes, sir. I just want everyone to know my boy Joshua Blasquez got snubbed from an all-conference team. We're not thinking about it no more, but he got snubbed. He did. And he's one he of the did. best point guards in the nation. So. Yes, sir. He did. I was very surprised to not, not see his name um, up there. Uh, obviously, I was expecting Riley. Saw Reggie as well. Uh, that guy, uh, Sean. No no, Sean Shore. No, no, uh, no Josh Blasquez. And I was like, hmm. Okay, I, I I don't have a vote in that, guys. I I, I don't get. Yeah. It. I, I'm not gonna lie. If I got the vote, there'd be a there there'd be a lot of all conference selections that that would be a little bit different. But not not my uh not my responsibility yet. Um, but we we appreciate you. Everything you do it means yeah. a lot. Of course, we, for sure, guys. Tournament now. Yep. That's the focus. Yes, sir. Y'all yeah. gonna get some. Y'all get some rest and go bring that red banner home, baby. Yes, sir. Thank appreciate you. It. Okay, we welcome on a very special guest, my man, Mr. Fred Mulba, the, in my opinion, the best point guard in the NAI. If if someone else want, wants to say otherwise, whatever. But Fred, my guy, appreciate you coming on. Big game tomorrow, baby. Nah, man, appreciate you for having me. Uh, it's, it's a real honor to be on the, on the podcast, man. Hey, for sure, dude. Well, first off, we talk a little bit about it off air. Uh, it's a little bit chillier uh, in Kansas City than in uh, Miami Gardens right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, well, when we landed, I think it was like 39. I mean, I'm from up north, so I, I'm kind of used to it. But 
living in Florida for what seven to eight months. You know, I'm a Florida boy now. I ain't trying to go back. <laughs> you know, when I so you know, I grew up in South Georgia, but when I went lived in Missouri for a little bit, my blood kind of thickened. I got a little used to the cold. And like you said, it only took me a few months living down here in Florida. And I was like, Yeah, I, I I'm a Florida cat at this point. I I can't do that cold weather anymore, man. Hey, man, but, it's a, it's an easy adjustment to make, man, for sure. For sure. So uh, we're talking about Coles. Speaking of Coles, talk about you and the St. Thomas Bobcat team on the court. You know, uh, I was there. Um, you know, everybody knows the media coverage uh, that I did in Lakeland with you guys uh, in the regional. I uh, had a great time uh, there with y'all. And obviously that last game uh, against Florida College, I think there was 10, 10-ish minutes left, down 15. Y'all – Stayed calm. I talked with coach about uh, called, uh, excuse me. I talked with coach about this um, the other day. There was at no point where I was like they're in trouble. It just seemed like there was that calmness about y'all. Y'all are going to be okay. Y'all are just going to keep trucking. You just kind of talk about you know what coach was talking about uh, at halftime and how y'all were dealing, even when you were down fifteen with ten minutes left. Just and just the mentality of St. Thomas basketball to be able to get down that much in a winner go home situation and. You know, move on. Well, um, I think, like you said, it was just a, a certain level of togetherness and uh, camaraderie that we had going into the game, and even at halftime. And uh, we all just kind of looked at each other, and none of us looked really like you mean out of sorts or like upset or like lost faith in or sight in the goal. You know what I mean? So I think us just being together in that moment and just staying together, staying connected, is the big reason why we were able to battle back. But we got some. We got some guys on this team, man. We talked about senior leadership. We got Rodgers. We got Dre down the stretch hitting big shots. So you just got some relentless guys on the team, you know. And uh, I think that everyone realized how special the year is, and we just don't want it to end. So I think that's ultimately what, what kept us pushing forward, you know what I mean? So. Yeah, and y'all are just such – I mean, obviously, all student, all athletes, student-athletes at the college level, they're going to be competitive. But it's a little bit different, I feel like, with, with you guys. Like, y'all take the game very serious. I feel like it's a big big thing with, like, how Coach Crary runs it. I remember, uh, uh, Justin, after y'all lost to Southeastern in the conference championship, and he was obviously upset. I'm sure y'all all were. And it's like, y'all going to have more basketball left. Y'all are going going to bounce back. Y'all are going to come back and be fine. What what was that like? How quick did y'all have to turn around? Like, hey, it sucks. We didn't win the Sun Conference tournament, but we got to bounce back because we got some big games coming up. What was that? Uh, just that quick turnaround <clears throat> in preparation, getting ready for the Masters and um, eventually Florida College. Um, well, it's funny that you say that because there was a certain point where you know we didn't know if we were going to make it in the tournament. So there's a couple of days where, it's, at least for me personally, I was down. You know what I mean? Just because I knew what our goals were going into the year, just for uh, hats off to Southeastern, by the way, for, for winning that game. But just for them to be able to win that game, for me, it was like um, it, it just hurt real bad. And then um, we had those days off. You know, we were able to get our minds right. And then we had practice a day. And then we took another day off. And then there was a selection show. So once the selection show hit and we knew that we made it, everyone kind of turned the gears back up. You know what I mean? So um, I think we needed those days off. And I think that um, it, left, it left a bitter taste in everyone's mouth and I think that's what motivated us to go out and um at least start this run that we're having on the national stage. And I think I think it was of course you hate to lose, but I think it was also a good thing for us to lose because now we're hungry, you know, and instead of being hunted, we're we're hunting. So I think that's a big thing for us. 
I like that a lot. That sounds like something uh, Query might have said. Is that am I hitting on right there? Oh yeah, for sure. You know how competitive that guy is. So, <laughs> Query, nah, he he's cool. He goes with the flow, man. He's a chill guy, right? Yeah, for sure. No, definitely <laughs> a chill guy. But but hey, I know. That, that guy's serious about his business. You know what I mean? He's uh, you know, he, he's a character, man. Uh, he genuinely, genuinely, I, I haven't had it. And this is all I've seen. Almost seventy interviews. I have not had a bad interview yet. So let's let, let's keep this good flow going. But um, uh, he was <laughs> gen genuinely one of my favorite people uh, I've had on player, coach, um, other people in sports media that I've had on Suncast. You just talk a little bit, um, you know, why you chose to go play for him. One, and then uh, two, like what's it like playing under Coach Crary? Um. Well, I'll start off with why. Um, now, I, I entered the portal from Pitt Johnstown, and um, uh, a lot of schools took the chance on me. Like, they were, I was getting a lot of buzz, especially the first couple of days. But then um, there was a discussion about grades, and my grades weren't the greatest then. And he, he just, you know, he stuck with me, and he just believed in me and just, um, just wanted the best for me in terms of credits and wanted to graduate first. That was the first priority for him. And then we got to basketball and how I could help the program and how we can do something special. And then, um, yeah, it just went from there. What was the second one you wanted? I'm sorry. Uh, you're, you're good. Uh, what's it like uh, play, playing underneath uh, Coach Curry? Oh, 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 yeah, playing for Coach Curry. Oh, it's difficult, man. I ain't going to lie. It's not, it's not for people who, you know, you got to have a certain type of – You got thick skin. Certain, yeah, you got to have to have thick skin and you got to have a certain level of heart, man, because, like yeah. – He's passionate about what he does. So, like, anybody that he thinks isn't giving it their all or, like, putting everything on the line for every game, you know, it's, it's going to be hard to play for because he'll test you as a player. Like, he, he's going to say some stuff to you that, that you know what I mean, it, some people who don't got thick skin take it the wrong way. But if you got thick skin and, like, you're really about that action, like, you're going to respond and you're going to play your hardest for him because the ultimate, he, he ultimately cares about you. Like, he loves you and he wants you to be the best player that you could be so I think that's why he coaches so hard and with so much passion because he knows how great the guys are that he has you know what I mean so it's a credit to that guy hats off to him man without him I wouldn't be I wouldn't even I wouldn't have made the jump that I made from last year to this year so I really appreciate him just want to say that a lot of love for that guy so Absolutely. I mean, I, I, same here. I mean, what you said, spot on. I, I know for a fact, and I mean, they're, they're, I would be straight up. There are coaches I've talked to. I'm like, I don't really know what your priorities are if they're in the right place. There's no doubt. Now, he's competitive. Uh, obviously, he's competitive. And uh, some people, they, they may have their own opinions uh, on coach, but I love him. I'm sure sure you do, too. Just how fiery he, how fiery he is. And uh, he obviously loves you guys. And it's work. It's obviously work. Y'all are in the Sweet Sixteen, man. I mean, just tell me how how you how does it feel right now, just being in the Sweet Sixteen? Because and I, and I talked about this with uh, with Riley and Sean. You know, the Sun Conference isn't a quote unquote basketball conference. It's not what we're known for. We're known for the outdoor outdoor sports, you know, like 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 baseball, track and field, etc. However, it, having two teams in the uh, Sweet Sixteen, that's nothing to sneeze at by any stretch of the imagination. But I mean, you just talk about the overall team, like how are y'all feeling, and how was what? Taylor, Taylor let, me, let me rephrase the question: How long what was did the celebration last after y'all beat Florida College, made it into the Sweet Sixteen? How long was the celebration, and then it was okay? We have to get ready for Tougaloo. Well, 
Yeah. Um, I mean, we all had we had a day after after uh, the Florida College win. You know, I mean, to let loose a little bit and just enjoy ourselves. But the next day, everyone was locked in. We had practice. You know, what I mean, then the next day we're, we're on the plane flying out here. So it was a very quick turnaround. It, it was real sweet, especially losing the Sun Conference Championship. Um, being able to go out there and get some hardware in the building that we lost the hardware that we wanted, and you know, it, it was a, it was a great feeling. But um, for me personally, I've I've been playing college basketball for five years now. I have my fifth year because of COVID. I've never made it to the national tournament. This is my first time on the national stage. I think you could tell that it's my first time because, well, I mean, you couldn't tell it's my first time, but you could tell that I've wanted this for a long, long time just because of how locked in and how hungry and uh, the level of seriousness I'm approaching these games with. Um, it's really win or go home, but. I'm not playing it like it's winter go home, you know. I'm playing it like it's any other game. Not saying that I'm not focused, but just just trying to keep a level, a certain level of um, level headedness, you know what I mean, and just enjoying the game while I'm, I'm coming up on my my last couple, you know what I mean. So just just sure. trying to enjoy the process, you know. What yeah, I mean? but, I, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say. Yeah, the moment was too big or anything for you. I mean, first game against the Masters, you dropped what like twenty six and six on over fifty percent shooting. I, I mean, not not a bad day. Uh, in the office, and then here's a thing uh, that impressed me the most. First time I sat down and watched like a full game was uh, I forget it was a couple games before y'all played Weber, but when y'all played Weber, and I was on the call for that, that was the first time I re- I got to see you live in action. And I said it on the broadcast a few times, and my uh, my partner Jeff Molesky he agreed with me. You are a true facilitator. You are a true point guard that run that will run an offense sets the <laughs> offense sets all the off ball movement can you just kind of t- take me through that process of when you're setting up the plays and like what do you see on a court um well first I just want to make it clear that I wasn't always a facilitator you know um I had the role as a scorer uh, through high school and then it took me until my senior year to really lock in and um just become that facilitator that I am now and it obviously took time but when I'm when I'm playing the game, I'm I'm really not looking at my defender because um, I think no, no arrogance, of course, but I know I can beat my defender. So it's really the second level for me to help side defenders and especially just knowing rotations and the ways the way that teams like to rotate. So once I can figure those things out and feel it out after the first couple of possessions, then I can really set my guys up and get them going. You know what I mean? Because I just always feel like I can get myself going. I can get my shot off when I need to, but it's really important for me to make sure that they're going so that we can really flow and just, you know what I mean? And, and the score could run up a little bit. So that's really my thought process going into the game. Nice. I mean, it, what you said, I mean, it's what, what I saw on the court. It was, you, obviously you got to pay attention to the guy in front of you, but you were looking elsewhere. You were looking for that second move to create a pass or create a lane, set the, uh, set the screens, go around it or fake it. However y'all, however you, you decide. I mean, you your basketball IQ will probably look better than mine, but um, <laughs> you, you, your ability to get to the hole and make the tough uh, layups amongst the trees or kick it back out. Um, I, I do. I, I do. I do want to uh, talk about one thing about the Florida College game, or one more thing about the Florida College game. What was your thoughts? They go up for the layup as time basically expires, and Dre blocks it. Like, what um, it's still. It's still like um, it's all very like not blurry, but it all still feels like not unreal because I expected to win. I never go into a game losing, but right for us to be able to battle back and just all the adversity we faced throughout the game, and then especially Dre, you know, Dre didn't have the 
the greatest game for 36 minutes, but the last four minutes he just locks in. Like I said earlier, he hits those big threes for us, and then he comes he comes across the paint and just gets a, a monster block, the one that was heard across the world. Yeah, yeah. baby. Y'all, y'all, <laughs> like the, y'all like that one? Yeah, I like that one for sure. But uh, uh, it was just a big time for him, and I was really happy for him because, like I said, all everything that he faced throughout the game, but just um, my thought process, I was just trying to take 25 away because I was on Simmons at the time, and then yeah. he drives to the to the cup, and then Dre just steps over and just seals the game for us like he usually does, you know what I mean? And I was just real happy for him, real proud for him, and real happy for the program as well as, we, as he goes down and hits the first free throw, intentionally misses the second and seals the game right. for us, so it was big time. It was just incredible, man. And we, we we look at when I look at St. Thomas basketball, it is truly an army because it could be anybody or it could be a combination of two. It, it like for for example, against the Masters, it was you. Uh, then against Florida College, it was Milt, or it could be D. It could be Rogers. It could be Dre. Like it, it, it could be Joshua Throw. There are so many guys that can that can beat you on any given day in so many different ways. But I want to talk about more on the off the court uh, with St. Thomas basketball. Can you just talk about the brotherhood of Bobcat basketball? Oh, it's ridiculous, man. Um, I I came from uh, Pitt Johnstown and uh, I played with those guys for four years. And I even said it to these guys, I was like, this is this is my favorite year of basketball, man, because just because of the short amount of time that we had to get close, you know, and just build our relationships. But they're so strong. Like I feel like I've known these guys for. For years, you know what I mean? So the brotherhood is just, it's ridiculous, man. I really love all these guys. And we were actually all talking about it today. We had a team meeting and coach just wanted us to go around and just talk about it. And you could just, you could feel the love in the room, man, like how connected we are and how, how much it means to us to be this far and not even be this far, but for us to like know each other and have played on this team. It just means a lot to all of us. And I think that that's special. And it, it, it means way more than basketball to us. You know what I mean? Like, this is real family, so it, it just means a lot to all of us. Yeah, and I mean, for the folks listening, y'all may think he's giving a just a regular answer, a, uh, uh, just whatever. No, that, that, that's genuine. I, that, there was a reason I, I asked that question. I knew it would be something along those lines because I've seen it. Um, you know, t- obviously talking with PC, seeing y'all play at Weber, uh, Sun Conference Tournament, and then in the opening round, I, I've seen it with my own eyes. It is – a true brotherhood. And I don't, I don't say this lightly. I said, I said something similar to uh, those guys earlier, Riley and Sean, y'all have become, and really specifically y'all, I mean, St. Thomas basketball has become one of the, my favorite teams I've had the privilege of covering um, in this last year of covering Suncast, because there is that genuine love. You can tell that y'all just, y'all are a brotherhood. I mean, there's something about this, 2023 or 2223 Bobcat basketball team that truly is special. But Fred, let's take a little, little bit of a look at the team y'all y'all are going to play. You're playing a team that has had an incredible season in Tougaloo. I believe they're 30 and one, correct? Um, indeed, indeed, indeed. So they, they they've had a lot of success this year. Um, you could argue maybe have not gone through some of the adversity. Um, may, maybe that y'all y'all have had to go through, especially with uh, having to hold your breath after the Sun Conference tournament. But no doubt, they rebound well. They shoot well. They play good defense. They're led by their two senior guards, Copeland and Fielder. You just talk about like what can we expect to see from them? Um, you're gonna see you're gonna see some exquisite guard play. Um, number one, like you said, Copeland, and 
Um, number three, I forget his last name, but these boys can shoot the ball. They can they can put it on the floor. Um, there are also some some good playmakers on this team, you know. And um, I think that I think that one thing that uh, teams underestimate about this team is their toughness. You know, um, they just they're, they're going to battle for all forty minutes. You know, they're not going to lay down for anybody. And I think that it's going to be a good matchup because we're the same way. You know, it's the same resiliency on both sides. So that's going to make for a beautiful game. And um, I'm just looking forward to playing against them. You know, I mean, play against some competition. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, I looked. I was. Uh, I'm really, really uh, upset right now because I was looking at the uh, at, at the games and y'all in Southeastern play at the same time at three o'clock. And unfortunately, the student athlete life kind of takes over. I have to be at workouts from like three to three forty-five, so I'm gonna miss some of that. But as soon as I'm gonna, have, I'm low key because like I can't. I, I don't know if uh, you know. So I've been out for like the last month. I've had a uh, bulging disc in my lower back, so I'm. We're gonna be in the weight room. I probably won't have the game on my phone. and be kind of uh, keeping keep keeping an eye, eye on eye on everything while we while my workout's not gonna lie. And then as soon as it's over, I'm gonna have the game pull up on my live stream. I can't wait for it. I think both matchups are gonna be great, man. But really e- e- excited for it. Um, now, what what seed are they again? Uh, I believe they're a six seed. Yeah, I want to say six. I, I believe they're six seed. Yeah, something like that. Well. Uh, my man, Fred, uh, I don't want to keep you too long. Like I said, I wanted to keep the interview a little bit shorter uh, than, than normal. I know you've got a lot on, on your mind right now. A uh, huge, huge ga- game tomorrow, uh, like we said, against uh, Tougaloo from Mississippi. Uh, I, I just want got like two more questions for you, man. Uh, first off, that that Bobcat you got right there on your chest. I know we've talked about the brotherhood. We've talked about uh, you, th- but this only being your first year. Just what does St. Thomas and St. Thomas basketball mean to you? Um, um, it really, it means, um, it really means family. Like, I don't want to sound cliche and just say family, but I'll give you an explanation. Just for a coaching staff to have a completely different team last year, recruit certain guys, you know, to come in and just build a certain culture that they want to last for years ahead of them, not just for this year. You know what I mean? It's not about, it's not about just this year. It's about the culture for St. Thomas like going on for years to come. So I think that family is the right word because these these guys really sacrifice a lot of time. You know what I mean? Coach Coach PC, he's up at three doing scouting reports. Coach Moss, if we're in Miami, he's driving driving two hours, you know what I mean, to come to the facility, driving two hours back. So it's just a lot of sacrifices from the players and coaches. And, I mean, all, all the work shows, you know what I mean? Like, when we get in the moments where we're supposed to perform, it may not be the best game every time. It may not be pretty, but um, the, the Bobcats don't find a way to get it done. I think that's what's important. I think that's just that just shows you how dedicated and how close-knit the group is. And it just means a lot to all of us, you know what I mean? It's just real love. It's real family. That's that's what it is to me. Real love, baby. And uh, last que- last question for, for you, man. Uh, well, 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 first off, man, again, I like the you talked about the family, uh, the the culture, maybe being cliche. I don't, I don't find it cliche. I mean, some people may think they're they're too cool for that or whatever, and that's the case that your program, you're well, you're, you're not going to be successful. Period. Because it, it is about the culture. If I said it once on the podcast, I've said a hundred times. The best teams that I've seen in this year now of c- covering uh, sports, college athletics is that when you have a bad culture, you're not going to win. 
if you have a good culture, you can't, you can, but when you have a family and you have a brotherhood or a sisterhood of student athletes, that's when you can go uh, and really make something special. Now I'm sure that there are some teams that um, well, every team there's going to be heads that buddy the way, but there, there is that genuine love for the Bobcat basketball we, we've talked about. Uh, last question for you, man. Uh, you know, this is your last year, correct? That This is it, it for your last few games uh, c- coming down the stretch. Yeah. And uh, you know, what, what would it mean? I know you're taking it one game at a time, you know, one possession at a time, one shot at a time, but what would it mean to finish the year, bring that, what I believe is the first red banner to the Sun Conference for men's basketball and to bring it home to Miami Gardens? Just what would that mean to you, man? Um, it, it really wouldn't even be important what it meant to me. I think it would just mean so much for the school. You know I mean? That's more so what I think about the school and, um, most importantly, Coach Curry and all the coaching staff, you know, I feel like they've all been in the game for a long time. And, I mean, I played for those guys just as much as I played for my brother next to me. You know what I mean? Like Rogers, I go from Rogers all the way down to Mon Ellington, Kyle. You know what I mean? I played for all those guys. So I think it, it's, it really would mean, like, it would mean the world to me because I would be able to put the school in a better position and everyone on my team in a better position. I think that's what's important. I think that's why. You do it. You know what I mean? That's why you should do it. So, Absolutely. Well, Fred, I don't want to keep you any longer, my man. Go get some rest. And You've already represented the Sun Conference so well. Uh, like I told, I told them, boys, we are so proud of y'all. I mean, once we get into a national tournament, that's no longer a Sun Conference rivalry between schools. It's how are they doing? We want them to do well. That's what that's one of the reasons why I've, I've fallen in love with this conference. It stayed consistent through pretty much all the sports. No difference here uh, from a warrior to a Bobcat, my man. Much love. Good luck. Go Bobcats. Hey, man, always love. Appreciate you having me on the show, man. Real love. Appreciate that. Yes, sir. Most definitely. Uh, if you have any, anything else you, uh, you want to add, go ahead. Mike's yours. If not, I'm all good, my man. Hey, man, uh, shout out to Coach Carey for giving me an opportunity. Shout out to Bobcat Nation. And, uh, hopefully we can bring this thing back to the Sun Conference. If not, SCU, we expect y'all to, you know what I mean, handle business. So. <laughs> I am I am currently manifesting the Southeastern St. Thomas Final Four matchup. If that happens, or I should say, when that happens, I might have to I might have to get a little plane ticket. But we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, we'll see what the people. <laughs> that would be legendary though if that happens. You know, what I mean? it so I'm, I'm hoping for it. We need revenge. So. Hey, if it if it does happen, I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna talk to my professors. I'm talking to my coaches. I say, hey, I'm just gonna take the L, uh, whatever punishment I get when I come back. While I just gonna take it, I I ain't missing this one. Yeah, now that would be history. So, uh, yeah, I don't blame you. You shouldn't miss that. Hey, all right, baby. <laughs> Appreciate it.